everything was okie dokie. Hot on Wonder's tail was Doc Trembley, Master Chief Hospital Man and Sniper. Slithered steadily in the darkness, his long handlebar mustache moving like antenna as he crawled on padded knees and elbows. A suppressed H&K slung over his back. Behind Doc and Wonder, seven more shooters completed my lethal contingent. Senior Chief Nasty Nicky Grundle was rear security, protecting our six with his omnipresent submachine gun. In front of him crawled Duckfoot Dewey, Cherry Enders, Half Pine Harris, Piccolo Mead, Gator Shepherd, and the Rodent. Each pair of my swim buddies was responsible for carrying one of our four padded assault ladders. The one question that nagged me most since I've arrived was precisely how many tangos we'd encounter. There had been no intelligence about the number of hostage takers or their weapons. And those pieces of intel are absolutely critical for a successful aircraft takedown, believe me. The philosophy and tactics of aircraft hostage rescue are simple. The key to success is surprise. Surprise! The entire team must be totally dynamic. That is, they have to swarm the aircraft in less than six seconds, or they will probably lose hostages. If they fail to hit at the same instant, or they take too much time, or if Mr. Murphy, of Murphy's law fame, is along for the ride, innocent people will die. It's as simple as that. So what's so hard, you ask? Well, friends, it's like this. We were ten men out on the wet macadam. The 727-100 aircraft has nine possible entry points. You do the arithmetic. Here in a nutshell is everything we knew. The Tangos call themselves the Atom Group. Atom, standing for Alpha Detachment, American Militia. They did not say where they were from or what cause they were promoting. The Atoms had boarded the plane in San Juan, knowing that Secretary of the Navy was on board. Since the plane had been prevented from leaving, the Atoms now shifted their demands. They demanded to speak to L.C. Strahaus, a California billionaire who has been making noises about running for president on every media outlet from Larry King and the Home Shopping Network to Rush Limbaugh and G. Gordon Liddy's radio call-in shows. When the hijackers were informed that L.C. Strahaus couldn't talk to them, they went batshit. Fifty-five minutes after they'd been told about L.C. Strahaus, they killed a man and tossed his body onto the tarmac. They promised to kill another just after it got light. All the better for the TV cameras, we surmised falling by one per hour until Elsie himself came and met with them. Still, the fact that they had targeted Secnav so accurately told me Adam had obtained good tactical intelligence. Better tack intel, in fact, than we had been given right now. I gave hand signals. Stevie Wonder came abreast of me and took point, while I relieved him and took the front end of the ladder. It would be his job to eliminate the tango at the bottom of the aft stairway. Normally, he'd accomplish the task by putting said bad boy out of his misery permanently. But since we wanted at least one bad boy alive, the better to ask him questions, Wonder carried a leather sap filled with lead shot that would serve the purpose efficiently. We waited until Boy Wonder disappeared into the darkness, then began moving again. We hadn't gone twenty feet when Mr. Murphy showed up. Shit! Wonder's voice was in my earpiece. What's up? I whispered back. Hold up! He's gone topside. Raise the stairs. Had he seen us? Had we been compromised? I asked Wonder for a sit-rep. There was no answer. I tried again. Nothing. The fucking radio was dead, or Wonder was. What the hell do you do at times like this? The answer, so far as I'm concerned, is simple. You keep going. Moving on hands and knees, we pressed forward, keeping ourselves at a blind spot directly to the starboard side of the plane's tail. The aircraft was now almost totally dark. The interior overhead lights had been turned off. That was unhappy news, too. Either the tangos had seen us coming, 
or they were being very careful, looking out for potential threats. I'd much rather they had the lights on full. Interior lights would have prevented them from being able to see us coming. We scrambled the last ten yards as fast as we could, without making any noise, and moved to relative safety under the belly of the plane. The stairway had indeed been raised. It was in a half-up position. Under it, I discovered Wonder trying to strangle his radio. "'God damn thing's broken,' he stage-whispered. "'Probably wet.' As if on cue, I heard the whine of hydraulics, and the stairway dropped. It thumped as it touched the taxiway. My squad dropped flat, almost invisible under the plane. Their weapons and the ladders were ready to go. If we were caught, at least we'd be able to give it a good shot. God bless Wonder. His radio was already on the ground. His sap was in his hand. Now I heard careful footfalls on the stairwell treads. I went starboard. Wonder went port. No one even breathed. He came down carefully, moving heel-toe, heel-toe, the way good point...